Welcome to Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors, but don't worry, we're not going to preach. Nah, we think the best conversations happen on a canoe, especially ours. So whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. So can you believe it? This is our 40th episode. No way. 40th episode. That's a lot of two dudes. Happy birthday to us. We're over the hill. Technically, we're over the hill at this point. This podcast is only going downhill from here. We're going to lose our filter from here on out, if we even had one to begin with. (laughs) That is a scary thought. Do you ever notice that when you get older, you just kind of lose your filter? I have. Why is that? I don't know. Do you think it's because people are losing their mind or they just don't care anymore? I think both. I mean, that'll be it for me. Even if I keep my mind... I'm losing my filter because you can kind of get away with more when you're getting older. I feel like you can get away with a lot more. Oh, when totally. That's all. I can't wait yeah. to just be old and steal stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What do you mean, what? You've never seen an old person steal anything? No, I've never seen an old person Come, steal anything. Junior, that's a thing. It is not a thing. Yes, it is. All, I've seen old people steal stuff all the time. Like what? Like they're at the gas station and they're just like, oh, here's a bag of Funyuns. And they just walk out and they like act like they forgot to pay you've seen this before all the time really you've never seen an old person i've never seen i've just seen them say crazy that's one of the perks read the ar what's the ar aarp aarp yeah it's on the subtitles steal whatever you want you can steal funyuns (laughs) we should do an old person river one day like geriatric river geriatric yeah and it'd be okay because hey if you're listening to this podcast you're not old you were able to figure out how to find a podcast. That's right. And if and you are play. old, you're young at heart. Yep. And you and probably don't you. have that distinct old person smell. Didn't you know what I'm talking about? You know, it, well, it is funny. I was talking to a couple of ladies a couple of weeks ago because it seems like every older lady smells the same. And I'm not saying bad. Oh, I'm just saying... Like musty. I was going to say flowery. No, like I a was, good flowery must. <laughs> is there such a thing? Okay, yeah. Wait, is trying to save it, Jordan. <laughs> I was asking these ladies, I was like, do they all shop at the same perfume place? Because... Yeah. All the older ladies, their perfume smells the same. I'm totally kidding. In all honesty, I absolutely love old people. I hope to be one someday. Okay, Jordan, you just really grind my gears. This is what grinds my gears. This is what grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears, Junior? Tell me. If there is one thing that really just gets me going, it's personality tests. Oh, they're the worst. And they're, they, they're, they're stupid. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Well, what do you have? You have Enneagram? D- uh, Disc? Myers-Briggs? I mean, it's an obsession. We got people going on Facebook now posting out what kind of potato yeah, which they Disney are. Yeah, princess are you? Oh, it's the worst. Like, what is it about us that we want to be labeled so badly? Like, yeah, honestly, I, I wonder if all of this kind of feeds our inner narcissist in, in us all. Because we get so pumped when an algorithm tells us about ourselves. Hmm. And then I see we just like run with it. I see people posting on you know Facebook things like, "Oh poor me," you know I'm a number two in the enneagram, so I'm always trying to fix people's problems, and it's so exhausting being a number two in the enneagram. <laughs> it's like, come on, you're a number two in the enneagram, or you're just a number two period because you're acting like a number two period. <laughs> I think it's just bull. It is, and then you label yourselves right by all these little numbers, and so it's like I'm an ENTP. Seven wing three, and it's like, what are you a what are you a robot? Is that your serial number? <laughs> like th- these these tests try to pin pu- like they try to put pigeon us in a corner you. and pigeonhole right. us and say yep. this is who you are. Right. Yeah. Just so we all know, let's just all be clear: the person who cares the most about your personality test is you. <laughs> Nobody else cares. And to be fair too, God didn't create just seven different types of people with seven different wings. God's a lot more creative than that. 
So let's just all decide no personality test can peg us. God's far more creative than some algorithm can pigeonhole us. Shinny, you're sounding like such an A right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, one of these times on this river, but we're going to have to review sand cloud. Sound cloud? Sand. Sand. Sand cloud. It's a Turkish towel, and I have like four of them. I've kind of gotten obsessed lately. I have one in my car. (laughs) I have one in my house. I have one hanging above my bed. I have one on my bed. It's like this thin towel that you can use to either like lay out, like, you know, if you're out on the beach or just use mm. it after you shower as a, as a towel. But they're these these cool like fabrics with like just these really awesome designs. You can fold them like the reason people buy them is you can fold them up really tight and throw them in your suitcase. Oh, cool. But I love the pattern of these. I love a blanket or a towel, any sort of tapestry with a cool pattern. I'm It's weird kind of a sucker yeah, i feel for like it. we've gotten away from that i feel like now towels and blankets they're just like it's all one color one color yeah but they used to be like when we go to israel oh. the designs and the patterns on there are beautiful the, they everywhere. just draw your eye to it yeah and the reason i've kind of gotten into them is because i think of our lives are like a pattern everybody creates their own pattern and every day you create a pattern to your own life blanket so to speak. That makes way more sense than an algorithm on social media telling oh, you who you are. Yeah. Our patterns, yeah. The, the patterns that we weave into our lives, those tell us more who we are than any For social sure. media. Yeah. We got to stop taking so many personality tests and actually take a good hard look at our life, which is not as fun. It's more fun to fill out some personality test and an algorithm tells you, oh, you're a fool. Yeah. But it's far, far better to look at your life and say, okay, what pattern have I created so far? What has been repetitious in my life? Uh, where have I been the common denominator in some of the problems that I've had in my life? And you're right. It's not, it's not as fun, but it's way more helpful. Oh, and it's yeah. probably not as fun because... Yeah, because you, have- you have to look at how you contributed to all the issues that you've faced in your life. It's definitely not as fun. But, but when you look at the problems in your life, it's not just problems. It's repeated problems. Yeah. So, so, pa- so patterns, not problems are the things that are going to ruin your life. And so we need to look at the repeated problems, the repeated patterns that we have in our lives. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do this forever. We're going to look at some of the common patterns that people weave into their life. And we're going to see, do you have that pattern in your life blanket? Hope you're ready. Here we go. There are six popular patterns that we really all weave through our lives. That's right. I mean, there's a lot of patterns, but... There's six very, very popular ones. Six where you're able to at least find one of these patterns at in your life. At least one. So number one, what is it? The avoider. The avoider. Are you an avoider? Do you sweep things under the rug? Do you avoid the conflict? Do you run away? It, usually these are the people that say, oh, I just hate conflict. Yeah. I hate conflict of Which, all. Just to be fair, not nobody loves conflict. Yeah. Actually, there are some people that love conflict. <laughs> we'll get to them in a little bit. But... <laughs> Nobody who's actually yeah. making a difference in life loves conflict. Yeah. But but there are those who just run from it. Yeah. And here here's the hard part. Conflict is inevitable. Like you need yeah. to have, if you want to have healthy relationships, you'll have to have some conflict. If you want to make a difference, if you want to lead anything, you have to have some conflict. But avoiders so, avoid it at all costs. So let's see some of these symptoms of an avoider, Jordan. So number one, you're quick to sweep things under the rug. Yeah. So some, something bothered you. A coworker did this. A boss, boss misunderstood you. A report didn't do something. Yep. But instead of having that difficult conversation, you tend to just you sweep it. You yep. smooth it over. Yeah. Oh, you'll you'll go home and you'll tell your spouse all about it and be all fired up, or you'll go out with a friend and you'll just isn't, vent to them. Isn't it funny? It's so true. 
you it really i think that's where a lot of gossip comes from instead yep. of going to that person and making things right i'm just gonna go to everyone but that person yep. because let's just be honest we're a little bit cowardish yep i'm gonna go to my spouse i'm gonna go to a friend i'm gonna just let them have it but i'm not gonna go to that person i'm just going to avoid them what's another symptom there's people that you just don't want to see because you know a conversation needs to happen you kind of run by them in the grocery stores like ah i know there's something weird there we should have yeah. that combo but there's the awkwardness there's the eggshells the church lobby ah that person <laughs> eh, and there's that eggshells i just we're gonna stay away from them would it be healthier just for your own soul to be able to walk around and be like i'm i'm at peace it's kind of what paul says yeah. learn to be at peace with everyone yeah. i might not agree with everybody but i'm at i'm at peace yeah. we've had all the conversations here's a third symptom that's a really big one there's a lot of superficial relationships with avoiders. Avoiders tend to not have good deep friends because they can't have a good deep conversation. It's often through conflict that brings us closer. I mean, Jordan, you and I have been at conflict before yeah. and it brings us closer. It makes the relationship stronger. But a, an avoider can never have conflict. They can never really go there. Yeah. And so all of their relationships are more surface level. They don't have deep relationships. Now they will have a lot of friends because they're a super nice guy. They're a super nice girl. They'll, they'll never say anything tough or difficult, so they're just kind of everybody's friend. But their head hits the pillow at night, and they don't, and they know they don't have a deep friend, a, a friend they go to war with because they've never actually had a battle. Which with them. is so sad. I mean, the, their life pattern is avoiding conflict. It's avoiding those difficult, necessary conversations. And, and in reality, they avoided making an impact in this life. Which, yeah. that's that's what's most important. It's a sad life pattern. It's a sad blanket to leave behind. What's another one? Another pattern. Number two is pleaser. So you got avoider a pleaser. and pleaser. Yeah. What's the difference between these two, Jordan? Because a lot of times they, they go hand in hand, don't they? I think so. But like, I do I do know someone who's actually not, not an avoider. I think they actually have really hard conversations, but they are a pleaser where they, ju they just want to make everyone happy. But a lot of times they do go hand in hand. Like yeah. I'm going to avoid because I want to please that person. Right. But in reality, actually, you just kind of frustrate everybody yeah, when you do avoid and try to please everybody. You just frustrate everybody. So Here's a few symptoms of a pleaser is you can't stand if someone is bothered by you because your goal is to please everyone. And if someone is upset with you, which will happen if you do anything worthwhile, people are going to get upset with you, but it just kills them. Another big one, second symptom is you struggle to take a side. So I've seen people, I've had guys, you've had this, Jordan, I've seen people do this with you. Um, usually it's guys who don't lead their families or just kind of pushovers with their wife. And there's been times where the wife will get upset with me, you know, cause I'll say something in a sermon and they're not used to hearing things they don't like cause her husband never says anything they don't and, like. And the guy probably agrees with you. Yep. Exactly. But then, but then he's like, well, I don't want to really create any tension in my marriage. So I'm just going to kind of let this go. Yeah. Or what will happen is they'll come and meet with me. This has happened a few times. I'm going to go meet with the pastor, honey, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to please my <laughs> yeah. wife. I'm going to go meet with the pastor. But then he comes in and sits and down he, with me. He's like, listen, my, I don't really agree. My wife kind of feels this way, you know, so I just kind of need to come and say this. It's like, yeah. you know, say like, what's going on, bro? Like, take a side. Let's have a conversation or, or let's not have a conversation. But yeah. you walked into my office to dance between the two. This yeah. is so weird. Pleasers can't take a stand or take a side. No, and they, they call it peacemaking. Oh, yeah, they'll call right? it peacemaking oh, all I just, day long. I just want to make peace. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to make peace here. It's not peacemaking. Pleasers actually experience less peace because you only have peace when you take a stand. Hmm. I mean, my goodness, not to get like crazy patriotic. Oh, USA. I love, I USA. love the USA, though. But the USA is experiencing a lot of peace because it took a stand. There were battles that created peace. Yeah, we, we dumped that tea right in the harbor. That's right. Is that what you're talking about? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a pleaser. All right, pattern number three. So you have avoider, pleaser, 
And the third is is really the opposite of both of these two. Yeah. It's the jerk. Yep. Uh, th- this is the person who just, they love the conflict. They love the tension. They love to cause destruction with their words or they and their won't mouths. Even, they, and they wouldn't admit, admit that, no. but that's just the pattern of their life. And that's what everyone feels around them. A jerk tends to pride themselves in not being emotional, but they're actually very emotional. Because when they're angry, they just turn into a jack-you-know-what and allow the emotion of anger to just overtake them. And, and I bet a lot of it is hurt, and it's them working. It's, it's maybe hard for them to have real conversations, so they have to work themselves yeah. up in order to have those hard conversations. Just so toxic. Just go, ah, right? Yep, so toxic. Here's so, a few symptoms of the jerk. Number one, people don't want to work with them, for them, or with them. No one wants to work with a jerk. No. Jerks are hard to work with. People protect themselves by not wanting to be around them so much, and you can't blame people for that. The second symptom is tasks matter to jerks more than people. And it sounds like a terrible thing to say. They'd never actually admit that. No, of course not. But, but it's, it's the truth. They think, well, you know what? I just I got to get the job done. That's this their pattern in here. life. This is their pattern. It doesn't really matter how people are feeling because this is the right thing to do. I have to do it. It doesn't matter about the relational toll it's going to take. I just have to do what has to get done. It doesn't yep. matter what they feel. And the reality is, is when the job is done, there's far more fires to put out. Now things are almost worse. Yeah, you got the job done, but <laughs> yeah. now like the whole team, yeah, the whole culture even, just sucks. You're right. There's more office. work to do after it. That's right. Another symptom is blame the sensitivity of people. Jerks will always point out that people are too sensitive. You know, if others did, just didn't take it so personally, you know, if others weren't just so sensitive, all that is running from the personal responsibility. Now, people matter. Now, we don't turn into a pleaser and become obsessed with how other people feel or think of us, but we take people and their feelings into account as we interact with people. Yeah, jerks weave a pattern of conflict in their blanket. That's what they're doing. Yep. They're the one common denominator to fights and hurts and feelings and blow-ups. It's, yep. it's them. And, but deep down, I'll tell you something. Deep down, jerks are lonely. They don't mm. want to be jerks. And they'll, they would say that to their close friends. I don't want to be that way. But they can't change until they hate their pattern more than the sensitivity of other people. Avoider, pleaser, jerk. You're one of them. Oh, you're one of them. We all have a pattern that we're weaving. Which one do you lean towards? Yeah, you might those? not be one of them, you might, but you, might, you're, you do lean toward one of those. Which one? While you think about that, we have... Canoes. Weird, crazy, kooky news. It's canoes. Junior, we got some interesting canoes for today. We had a Michigan priest yeah. who says he temporarily died. Mm-hmm. He went to hell, and in hell he saw... It wasn't so much what he saw... That terrified him, but is what he heard. Okay. He said, in hell, they were playing Rihanna's Umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy <laughs> on repeat in order to torture everyone in hell. <laughs> that is what he came back and said. This is what hell's like. There's so many things to unpack here. First off, why are we trusting a priest who went to hell? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he wasn't a good guy in the first yeah, place. Right? So why are we trusting him? Secondly... Under my umbrella. That's not that torturous. No, but it got me thinking. I actually asked my wife this yesterday. I said, what would be your torture song? Like, okay. if this was true, you were to go to hell, yeah. what song would be used to torture Yeah, what'd you, you come up with? I came up with a couple. But I t- one of the top of my list would be All About the Bass. Megan yeah, Trainor. you like that? You don't oh. like that. I don't mind it. Oh. No, I don't like the original song. Over yeah, and over and over. Another one, Twist and Shout. The I Beatles? Lo- love it. Great song. If you listen to it once, could you imagine? Twist and shout. Okay. All of eternity. Well, that's I, for me, that's any song, though. Is there really one song you could 
all of eternity. Hey ya by Outcast. <laughs> hey ya. That would be terrible. My wife. That's what my wife said. She's brutal. I didn't even think about this. Yeah. My wife's like, uh, uh, probably like one of those. They should they should play like with a Christian song with the Michael w, was it Michael W Smith the yeah. it's a big big house oh that's of, audio adrenaline audio adrenaline yeah yeah that, that would be terrible but that'd be terrible also because they're in hell <laughs> it's talking about how many rooms there are in heaven <laughs> what a weird a concept this priest does he really believe that Satan's like you know what is going to make torturing these people like they're burning you know what's going to make it even worse oh, Rihanna <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Be happy. Jordan, you know what would be another torturous song in hell? What? Some of those jingles that uh, Hayden came up with for our podcast. <laughs> Come on, I love them. <laughs> Aren't they good? Weird, crazy, kooky news. It's good. <laughs> You're right. Those would be pretty good. I bad. love that guy. Thank you, Hayden, for those jingles. It has made our canoe rides so much more fun. All right, we got three more popular patterns. So we've had avoider, we've had pleaser, we've and had jerk. jerk, and now we have Number four. Critical. critical. Critical people. I don't know if this is okay, but it's the canoe, so I'll say it. As a pastor, when Jordan and I, or any other pastor really, hears about someone being upset or somebody has a problem with something, when the name is brought up, it's never usually a surprise. Oh, it's so sad. Because critics are critics. Yeah, it's their They're life pattern, the and we all see it. Critics always find something. Critics weave a pattern of criticalness, and anyone who leads them or follows them, it is so obvious. But you, but you know what the really sad part is? Is they don't usually see it themselves. No, they don't. They don't. So let's talk about some symptoms. What are some symptoms of a critic? Well, one, critics, they can't enjoy much without finding something wrong. So yeah. they're, they're always poking holes in something. Yep. So the vacation was good, but the rental car, oh, it sucked. And the flight attendant, they didn't give me, they didn't give me more water, and it was terrible. Yeah. And you ask them about their day, and, and it's always something that they have to include. They could have, yeah. wrong. They could have won the lottery, but I had a train on my way to go <laughs> collect the winnings. You know, there's even people in scripture where Jesus would do incredible things. Yeah, and they'd still find stuff to complain about. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. And those people are still around today. Second symptom is critics, or if you're critical, you're weaving that pattern. You tend to be, you tend to pride yourself in your knowledge. It's often why they're critical. Like, if I can find something wrong, if I can poke a hole in something, hey, it shows that I'm pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Some of the most critical people are the people that view themselves as the experts of, of everything. And they're the experts of nothing. And they actually tend not to be all that knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, and just annoying. Shut up, you idiot. Third sy symptom, other people's happiness or success bothers them. They have to be critical of success because they don't feel success. So if I can be critical of their success, it makes me feel better about my own failings. Fourth pattern is being a victim. Oh, my goodness. That's a big one. Yeah. Well, we live in a very victimized society. We do. Everyone else is at fault. You're never the problem. You got all these excuses. It's nope. never your fault. It's always pointing fingers nope. at other people. Victims never see that they're the common denominator. So they will leave a job. The job falls apart. You know, I didn't get the job or I got, you know, I got let go. And then it's all well, that church. I that didn't work out at that church and it didn't work out with that friend. Victims are the common denominator and they're always... The victim in it, in it all. And I almost feel bad for people like that because they're just holding themselves back. Yeah. When you're a victim, you're just, you, you can't actually move forward. You're the one holding yourself back. Yeah. A few symptoms of being a victim. Number one, 
sympathy feels good to you. Oh yeah, you love the attention. You just oh, yeah. do. You love, you love when to people complain. feel sorry for you. Yeah, you love to complain. You love to tell the story about how they wronged you, so others come around you and they're like, oh, that's so terrible. I'm so sorry that happened to that's you. Right. It even feels better if you can air it on Facebook. I'm gonna write some long post about calling out an open letter to an you know, open this yeah. company. You know or what really this? grinds my gears? <laughs> Enough with the open letters. Yeah. Nobody wants to read them, other than other victims. Here's another symptom. Excuses. Never. They never admit. Victims never admit any wrongdoing. That they no. did anything wrong. It was nope. always someone else. They yep. started it. Yep. You know what? I. If they didn't, then I wouldn't have. My boss got me kicked out of that job because blah 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 blah. And then I went to that church and they kicked me out because blah 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 blah. Never any wrongdoing. It was yeah. always them. And the last one is they're convinced they're hated. They're convinced that, and I've seen it, even yeah. compliments, they're like, well, that was backhanded. They didn't actually mean that, yes. <laughs> right? I mean, they're just, it's bitterness and it's dangerous and it's poisonous. Yep. And, and it's almost narcissistic like to, to think that so many people hate you when the reality yeah. is you're not on many people's <laughs> radar. I'm not on many people's That's radar. True. I'm not hated by many people. I'm yeah. just not on their radar. The f- sixth final and one. final final pattern. popular pattern is drama. Drama queens and drama kings. There's plenty of them today. Just go on Facebook and scroll. It wouldn't take 30 seconds before you find at least one. So, so what makes someone a drama or a pattern of drama? Is it just yeah. being around dramatic situations? No. Well, maybe. You want here's, here's one. A popular phrase they say, I hate drama. Oh, I hate drama. If you ever hear somebody say, I hate drama, they love drama. Like if you have to say it, you're just trying to convince yourself. Just don't have drama. It's a choice. You can have boundaries with drama. It's a choice to not have that boundary. And often when we don't have that boundary with drama around us, it means we kind of like the drama, but nobody wants to admit to it. So a couple of symptoms so you can see if you are dramatic. One, you love gossip. You just love it. You love yeah. being around it. You love other people talking about other people. You just, you want to be in the know. Yep. Gossip is drama. Another symptom is st- starting fires, stirring the pot. Have you seen dramatic people, right? It's like they, they, they make a, uh, what's this, the phrase, yeah, you make, make a, a mountain, mountain out of a molehill. That's, That's right. it. They just, they love to go on little things and it's yeah. not that big of a deal, but I'm going to blow it up because I'm a little bit bored. Yeah. Oh, I told my girls that the other night. I was like, guys, this is not a big deal. Like you keep on finding little things and making a big deal out of them. That's being dramatic. You know, and of course they're like, oh no, we hate drama. We hate drama. It's like, <laughs> now you love it because you yeah. keep on taking little things and making them into really big deals. Little kids are the king of dramas, but it's funny because a lot of times we never really grow out of it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I told them, I was like, you want to know how to, how to stop being so dramatic girls? They're like, what? It's like, move on. Just move on. It's like the little thing. Just move on. And my, uh, my youngest, she goes, yeah, I move on. Like if I make somebody mad, I move on very quickly. It's like, oh, that's not what I mean. I mean, if somebody makes you mad, you move on very quickly. <laughs> that's hilarious. She's going to be a catch one day. <laughs> Third symptom. Last symptom of drama is you got to involve a lot of people. You got to get as many people involved as possible because the more people means the more attention, the bigger the the bigger the drama. It's one of the things we do around our office in order to keep the culture we have yeah. is we have the phrase of keep small circles, That's right. which means we, we're only going to involve the people that can actually help in the process. So we're not going to go and try to get a million different people's takes on it. No. We're going to try to keep the small the circles as small as we can when we're talking about fixing yeah, problems. Because it keeps the, the fire smaller. This also includes posting. You know what? One of my here's what another thing that grinds my gears is when people post something like, "Oh, I can't say what it is, but I had a really sucky day," <laughs> and I read them like, 
gosh, like why even post that then? All you're doing is you're fishing for people to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll message you. Tell me what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that happens so all the time is I got to post. I can't just feel yeah. something. I have to post it because that makes it more dramatic and it involves everybody on my timeline. Oh, that's Especially so if I can make it super vague post of like, oh, sucky day. I can't say what it was. You know how you know how in college you'd go on like your, your roommate would leave their computer open? And yeah. you'd be like, just type a status on Facebook. That's what I would do to my roommate every single time. Because I'd be like, oh, I'm having a hard day. Life is just, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. It's just asking for drama. Oh, it's so great. One, two, three, four, five stars, reviews. Do you hear that? <laughs> that was super creepy. What is uh, this? This is how I fall asleep every single night. Do you really? Play it off your phone? White noise app. It is really? cl- it's called yeah, called the white noise app. Oh yeah, no, I actually knew this about you because one time when we we've slept in the same room a few times, yeah. in the same bed sometimes, and you're always using that. Oh, it's the best. And that's an airplane noise, right? It's airplane cabin mixed with a little bit of white or with a little bit of rain, light rain, and a little bit of fire. Because that's where that's how I picture fire myself. Fire just makes you be able to fall asleep. Fire and water <laughs> together, <laughs> and the elements. Air because you're on the airplane. Junior, I want you to. I feel like I can't. If I review this as a five out of five, it's unbelievable. I can't go to sleep without it. But so you've created a, dep- a dependency on this app. A little bit. Okay. It's a good pattern though in my life. <laughs> okay. I feel like you need to listen to this. And now, for me, it. I look forward to the nights that it rains because that's the that's what I want to fall asleep to. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of rain. I am cozy, I feel great, and I'm ready to fall asleep. Now, the one thing I will say about this app is it does have some really weird noises that people could fall asleep to. Like what? Uh, let's see. We have sleep whispers. So this is a man just whispering you to sleep. Yeah, for real. Right? Whatever happened today, I choose to let go. Of oh, my <laughs> gosh. If I were laying in bed listening, I would be gripping my blanket. That's that's going to haunt my dreams. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, thank you for joining in the canoe today. We hope that you have a great day. Can you imagine? That's honestly, awful. Honestly, that was pretty soothing. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of prop what kind of patterns do you think we have, Junior? Oh, I don't even want to get into our patterns. (laughs) Hey, uh, if you haven't yet done this, please, because this really does help us out. If you just hit that share, share us on Instagram, share us on Facebook. It really does go a long way for us, and we appreciate it. We we love seeing that. We feel supported. And so help paddle this canoe by sharing. Share this river. We would appreciate it. Love you all. Bye-bye. Shut up, you idiot.